You are tuned in to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria, the founder of Global Gospel Worship Radio. Marina interviews local pastors and global leaders, sharing their testimonies and the work they're doing for the Lord. In Matthew 6.33, Jesus reminds us, Seek first God's kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. We hope this program will encourage you to do just that. Now here's your host, Marina Maria. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Lindsay Graham from Phoenix, Arizona, who is known as the Patriot Barbie. She's the author of Targeted, One Mom's Fight for Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. Lindsay is a Republican icon, a conservative activist, a faith-fueled Christian, and a freedom-fighting mama bear. Her goal is to inspire and encourage fellow patriots to hold fast to their American values with unwavering resolution. Thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach, Lindsay, to share your testimony on how the Lord has helped you to become a courageous, conservative woman with a strong voice for American traditional values. Thank you, Marina. Thank you for having me, too. You're welcome. How are you doing today on this beautiful, sunny Arizona day and um, Easter weekend? Yeah, it's Easter. I'm having a yard sale today. And so I've been saying to the people leaving my yard sale, happy Easter and just seeing if I can spread the gospel that way. That's great. (laughs) That's wonderful. Lindsay, I want to start with your testimony. So when did you start your relationship with the Lord Jesus? So I was raised in a Christian home. Um, At a young age, I attended Sunday school and I believe that for the most part, I, I probably at a young age accepted Jesus as my savior. And um, I followed that path throughout my entire childhood, teenage years. Um, and then in my, oh, I think I was um, probably 13 or 14. I went to a, a family member's house in Ohio and was visiting and she went to work and her husband went to work and I was left at home by myself and I turned on um Trinity Broadcasting Network or something like that. And I watched a sermon. I can't tell you who the pastor was or what the message was, but that was kind of my Jesus moment, right? My Holy Spirit moment where in a room all by myself, just hearing the gospel, I understood truly what it meant to give your life over to the Lord. And so I actually got on my knees and I cried and I felt the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit and I gave, I gave my life as, as a mentally uh, you know, competent person to, to Jesus Christ. And then, um, from then on, I just continued my path as a Christian, but I, I certainly felt more like I understood my commitment. And then in my twenties, um, I, I took a path that was far, far, far from Jesus. Um, it involved dancing and drugs and an abusive boyfriend and an abortion, And just three years of absolute hell as I walked away from God and decided to do my, my own thing. And and it, it ended in, you know, pain and suffering and, um, sort of kind of fell back into going to church again, um, gave all of my sins back to God. And that was around 23, 24, um, continued to be a Christian, but you know, what I would call kind of a lukewarm Christian, I gave everything back to God accepted his forgiveness and moved on with my life. Um, and then (laughs) how many times can a woman get saved? Um, 
once again, during lockdowns in 2020, I defied um, the government and was completely cancel cultured, lost everything, um, an empire, a, a beautiful home, six businesses, um, had to leave my state, sell everything and leave my, my family and friends behind and move to Arizona. And that was, that was really the, the cataclysmic moment that I looked at a life that had been taken from me and as a Christian had to decide, do I believe that God would never harm me and that he did this for a purpose or do I get angry with him because I just lost my entire life um, like that, you know, and it was out of my control. And I chose to believe that God had a plan for me. I chose to believe that he was mm -hmm. bigger. He had something amazing. And mm -hmm. since, um, since admitting that to myself and giving my whole life to him and all my decisions, um, I've really become more of like a, a minister of the gospel and an ambassador for Jesus. And with that comes a platform that God's blessing me with. And I just continue to use it for him. And I feel like that's, that's the path he's put me on. And that takes me to the next question. I know you are an author and your book was published in 2021 called Targeted, One Mom's Fight for Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. You said this in your book, my life as a bold, outspoken patriot is just the beginning. I found my courage. God has blessed me with resolve and endurance. One thing I have found in this journey is freedom, not America, America's freedom or anything the government offers, but my own personal freedom. I have the right to my beliefs, my convictions, and I have a voice for them. I have the right to fight for them. I have freedom and knowing that God is bigger, bigger than government. Please describe the personal freedom that you experienced? Well, with defying government came a lot of consequences, cancel culture being one of them, but um, I'm currently fighting a $14,000 citation that the government issued me for reopening. Um, they're tacking on a 9% interest rate and just attaching it to my taxes since I'm refusing to pay it. Um, they've tried to send me to collections for $80,000 for the salon that had to be closed down due to lockdowns and COVID and cancel culture. Um, I've discovered the freedom that I no longer have to worry about what can be taken from me because I believe more than anything that whatever is taken from me on this earth, God will reward me with either here in my life or in heaven. And these fines don't scare me. Taxes don't scare me. The government doesn't scare me. I truly believe that if we do what God calls us to do and we answer to God and not government, that he, he blesses the bold. He blesses you tenfold over for obeying him instead of the world. And I've just experienced that. I, I, I was measuring my life in Oregon with money. And I was a very, very successful salon owner. I was making a lot of money. Um, and, but I wasn't preaching the gospel. I wasn't living according to God's purpose for me. Um, I wasn't political. I wasn't speaking out. I wasn't spreading the gospel. Um, since coming to Arizona and losing everything, which should have been a moment of turmoil, it really gave me this freedom. Like, okay, I, 
I trust so much that God's going to make this good. I'm, I'm actually really excited because what can the God of the universe do and see and plan that I can't, what, what would he have in store for me that must be so much better? And I was very happy in Oregon doing hair. So imagine how happy I'm going to be knowing that my creator is putting me into a purpose that he plans. And I have experienced that freedom. My life is a journey now. It's joyful to wake up and see what is, what is God going to do today? And, you know, not every day is there some resounding milestone, but when they come, it's really beautiful. And then I get the ability on my social media and on national news to thank God for that instead of be able to toot my own horn about how successful I am. All of the success that I'm seeing in my life now is from God. And that is such a more powerful and more freeing life to be involved in than, you know, working for money, being a slave to the dollar and answering to government. In that statement also, you stated that you have the right to your beliefs and to your convictions. What specific beliefs and convictions are you referring to? I'm referring specifically probably in the book to the right to work. You know, that, that spurred my, my, my uh, decision to reopen is I said, I have a family to feed. We have bills to pay. We've built this life that God blessed us with. I believe I have the right to sustain that life without the government telling me no. And I, I do have a right to those beliefs, but this statement specifically tends to be trickled over into much bigger issues in our life um, in America, especially which is, you know, I believe that God created man and woman. I believe that um, you are born the way that God intended you to be born. And we're seeing a huge uptick in the trans movement and the agenda. And it's incredible because those who speak out against it um, have the right to believe that it's wrong. We have that right. Just like they have the right to believe that they can change their gender. Um, Unfortunately for them, our rights are actually correct, but we are tormented for those rights while they sit there and say, I have the right to this, 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 and this. And if you don't agree, you're hateful and divisive and mean, but we have rights too. And we have the right to worship. We have the right to read the Bible and we have the right to believe what's in the Bible and stand up for those beliefs. I think a lot of people have lost sight of their own God given right to stick up for what they believe in, even if that means being called names. Please elaborate your statement when you said, I have the freedom in knowing that God is bigger than government. I don't think people really understand that when you take religion and church out of a relationship with God, how powerful he is how if you give him the reins of your life, he will provide for everything. And I believe that God protected me when I reopened my salon. There was a lot of threats, a lot. Hardly any of those threats actually came to fruition. I was told I'd be issued a class C misdemeanor. I was told I'd be thrown in jail. I was told I would lose my business license. Um, you know, I received death threats from the, the the radical left saying that, you know, because I was killing people, um, I deserve to die. I believe, and I still 
I still am a public figure on the same platform, if not a bigger platform at this point in my life. And I say things that are much more controversial, much more biblical, much more spiritual. And I get less threats. I get less vile cancel culture messages and emails. I truly believe that God has put a shield of protection over me. And so I believe that he's bigger than anything that anyone in the world is answering to. Amen. When you receive those threats, what did you do to keep you strong in the Lord? Um, lots of prayer, lots of prayer. Um, I had to really pray about asking God to remind me who I was because the point of those threats, they are to do exactly that cut you down, make you question what you're doing, make you doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. and make you cave and eventually give into what they want you to give into. It's a battle I still face to this day. When people call me a hateful Christian, I have to pray and say, Lord, please show me what I look like to you. Um, please keep my, my words and my message as pure and truthful as I can be without being hateful. Um, but oftentimes I will get, you know, a burst of energy that's sort of like a backlash to what they're saying, where, where God is reminding me, don't you dare question your worth just because someone on this earth says something different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer and talking to God um, when those kind of things happen. Amen. And we're also called to even pray for our enemies, Lindsay. And so those in those times of threats, we pray for them. And we also bless them. And you know what? We resist the enemy when we submit ourselves to the Lord mm -hmm. and he will flee. And that is biblical. So I believe you probably did that. I hope so. I, 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 I believe in the power of prayer and I believe in the, the, the power of just talking to God in, in basic conversation and telling him, you know, you already know what I'm thinking. So we might as well voice it right now. Let's just admit mm -hmm. it. Let's talk about it. And, um, you know, he will keep us accountable and he will, he will keep us grounded. Amen. Lindsay, what has the Lord been putting in your heart lately? Ooh, um, to speak up a lot for women, um, the family, a woman's role in her family, um, the rights of women. Um, I believe that what some people would consider, you know, political is actually more of a spiritual war that we're involved in. And there, there tends to be one political side that seems to be more faith-based um, and that's just, you know, factual. I, I wish it weren't that way. I wish that America wasn't divided into two parties politically. But um, I, I think that there is a huge, huge call for um, people boldly professing the truth. Because we are in times that the Bible says where they call what is bad good and what is good bad. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you firsthand that I've been told that my beliefs, you know, are bad. They are hateful. They are wrong. And it's the ultimate, um, gaslighting. It's the ultimate distraction. And I think that people need to be reading the Bible and really getting down to conversations with God about what the truth is, because we are going to be called to speak that. And I think it's important to be truly convicted in what, in what you believe is true. Give me an example of, of a belief that women are going through that has been put in your heart that you just said, give me an example of what's going, what you're thinking of. An example would be that we are seeing men who are identifying as women compete mm -hmm. in women's sports. 
um, and also use women's restrooms and private facilities. Those actions destroy true femininity as God created it. Those <laughs> actions threaten women. Those actions degrade and betray um, the respect that women deserve. And men deserve respect in their own way, but women are not going through and, and doing these things to women in our current society. Men are doing these to women. And then the people who are speaking up for women are being called hateful, transphobic, homophobic. When really it goes back to, again, I'm entitled to believe that mm -hmm. I have a right to privacy and safety and security because I am a woman. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that you are not. And yet, as I speak that truth, and as I speak up for myself and other women and my daughter, you tell me that I am the one who is wrong and a liar and hateful and divisive. It is, it is so apparent that that is Satan. It is so clear that that's mm -hmm. Satan and the devil's way of thinking because it's confusing. Because once you try to dissect those kind of situations, well, what makes a man be able to trans, um, transform into a woman? Is it the hormones? Is it a breast implant? Is it the amount of makeup? Is it um, whether he's mutilated his genitalia? Um, no, it doesn't matter how much you cut up your body and lower your and raise your voice and, and look like a woman. The truth must be the truth that you are not and will never be a woman. And no matter what you believe politically or scientifically or even religiously, we have to hold to that truth despite what people will say and despite the names they will call us. Otherwise we lose womanhood in its entirety and we threaten and degrade the safety and security of all women and all little girls, which is the most important point, all little girls. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it goes against what, how God made us. He created us to be women and he created men to be men. Yes. You know, this world was created between a man and a woman. And I think that's part of, you know, recognizing when you're in a fight, spiritually, even verbally with someone from the other side, where do you base your truths on? Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, their side, it's a fluctuating, blurred, flip-flopping morality truth every single day. You know, someone that believes that a man can be a woman, I bet at some point thought, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Men are men and women are women. Well, if you don't believe in the Bible, then society can tell you something and you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. And your ideology is fluid from day to day, minute to minute, even when you base your belief systems on something, that something is what needs to tell you what is the truth, regardless of everything else that comes at you from the world and from society. And we know in Genesis that the Bible says he created them male and female, and there is no other argument needed other than that biblically. Amen. We either live by a worldview or live by a biblical view. And so we have a choice, right? We have a right. choice to either live either way. And of course, you and I are living by God's view, the biblical mm -hmm. view, right? Yes. Which is the truth. I know you are a courageous Christian woman with a strong voice for American traditional values. What encouragement would you give to fellow patriots, either men or women? Or children. Oh, or children. Well, this is a, an easy one. Um, there is no other time than right now to find what God has purposed you for. 
and speak up for that. Now is not the time to sit back and watch it get worse and worse and watch everyone else handle it. Mm-hmm. I encourage people to pray and ask God what their strengths are and where he's calling them to use them because we need every single Christian in the fight. Mm-hmm. We need you to be not afraid of getting canceled or name called or hurt or slandered or what job you're going to lose or what friendships you're going to lose. That is not as important as the spiritual battle that we're in. It's really not. And I'm a testimony. I lost everything and God has rebuilt it even better. And I would never go back to the life I had where I was ignorantly bliss, making money, but not serving my purpose for the sake of safety or my friendships or my job. I wouldn't change a thing. I would do everything exactly the same. I want to end up exactly where I'm at right now. And everyone needs to toss that fear aside and, or we are going to watch this America get worse and worse. And I I can't imagine it getting worse, but it will. We know that it will because in revelations, it says that it will. And when it does, do you want to be someone who let that happen? Or or do you want to be someone who said, I I stood up against it? Right. We either are going to stand up for the world or we're going to stand up for God and speak up for him. That's right. Which one do you think God will be more proud of? Exactly. We want to bless the Lord. We want to exalt him in everything we do and and say also. And um, so what you're saying is that we need to be bold and vocal, especially Christians today. Am I right? Yes. And And you know what? The Bible tells you to. Exactly. We have other voices in the world. And you know what those voices are that seem to be vocal right now. And right now, what a time, what a perfect time for Christians to be united and to stand vocally and to stand for our Lord Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Amen. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on Faith City Outreach. May God continue to protect you, guide you, and bless you and your family too. And anyone interested in learning more about Lindsay Graham can go to patriotbarbie.com and also purchase her book targeted at Amazon. And uh, where else, Lindsay? Um, patriotbarbie.com actually is the best place to go. It has my okay. podcast, my book, my clothing line, my wine, everything. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, and thank God you, bless. Marina. You're welcome. You too. Thank you for listening to Global Gospel Worship Radio with Marina Maria, where all the nations praise the Lord with Christian international music and radio programs. For more information about our radio ministry, please go to globalgospelworshipradio.org. And now we'd like to bless you with this scripture from Numbers 6, 24 through 26, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Thanks for listening.